When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to the podcast from Secret Golf. It's our tour report this week for the AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am. I'm Diane Knox-Bayless and uh, well, I hope you're having a good week and enjoying the West Coast Swing. Last week for the Farmers Insurance Open, look list got it done. That win was inevitable. It was coming at some point. And, I mean, it was almost there for Will Zalatoris, who also is searching for his debut victory on the PGA Tour. It's going to be right around the corner. Could it be this week? Well, I'll be joined by Steve Elkington in just a second, and we're going to preview the tournament. Now, last year, because of COVID, there was no pro-am element, and it was only played on two courses instead of the usual three. So we're happy to know, Elk, that... It's all back to normal this week. Yeah, the Pebble Beach event is an event, Diane, that you have to have the correct mindset to go there. And I always thought that if I could win at Pebble Beach, of course, I famously did not. I don't even think I finished in the top three. I felt like if I could win on the Monterey Peninsula, then I would consider myself a complete player. And one of the things that you see a lot at Pebble Beach, if you see guys that play good there all the time, uh, famously Mark O'Meara, I think he won three or four of them. Um, Tiger Woods, of course, you know, Brent Snedeker, um, guys that putt really well. They seem to be aggressive. Of course, I'm always thinking about Californian guys because Poana is very difficult to putt. Guys that grew up have such an advantage. This is three courses. Um, I also feel like, Diane, that this is a week where rookies can really shine. This is a this is a place where you, you're probably going to get – if you're a rookie, you're going to get paired with one of your mates that came on the tour with you recently, another rookie, and you're going to be playing with two amateurs. You're going to be out there, relatively no crowd because there's three courses. One is packed with celebrities. The other two are relatively quiet, and you can really – get a big week out of this week Mm -hmm. well it's such an iconic venue as you alluded to there and to say you've won at Pebble Beach is always gonna be just one of those iconic statements you can make in your career it was Daniel Berger who won last year remember that was the the kind of return of Jordan Spieth and it was the two of them down the stretch being chased by Patrick Cantley as well in 2020 Nick Taylor winning here Uh, Phil Mickelson won in 19 Ted Potter Jr. won in 2018 talking about I mean you 
you don't want to say a guy who's an unknown, but you know that was a, an unexpected high odd win. And in 17, it was Jordan who was victorious. But I remember you and I were at Pebble when Gary Woodland won the US Open, and it's just something. It, it's a, a course. It's a victory that you will never forget. Yeah, I mean, if you come out victorious at the Pebble Beach event, you've played, you have just negotiated your way around some of the most sort of, I don't want to actually say the most difficult. We know this, the most picturesque, but so tricky. So you can get yourself out of position at Pebble Beach so easily. Of course, you can you can get hot at Pebble Beach, but Monterey Peninsula is no pushover. Spyglass Hill was always, you know, a thorn in a lot of guys' th- sides has a few holes on the coast that one, two, three, four, five, and then it goes back into the forest. And, you know, it gets wet out there, Diane, it gets cold. You've got to have a good attitude. I remember Peter Jacobson used to go out there and I see he's playing this week with my friend, Huey Lewis, Peter, I don't know, Peter must be what, 66, 67. And Huey Lewis from the famous uh, Huey Lewis in the news, they're playing together this year. But I used to look at Peter Jacobson, Diane, and think of myself, now, if I could emulate that attitude, he would play there with Jack Lemon. He would be in uh, in the Pro-Am with Greg Norman and Clint Eastwood. And they just had a ball and they were so relaxed. And they sort of, I want to say, they just threw the tournament to the wind. And they're like, you know, if I play good, I'm, I'm going to play good. But I'm not going to think too much about this week. I'm just going to have fun with my amateur and play and enjoy this coastline, et cetera. And Diane, more likely than not, they always finished up playing great. So I learned, I thought, you know, I played with uh, one, uh, my amateur, Don Lucas. Uh, he was my partner there for 25 years. We had we had great time there. We finished second and third in the Pro-Am. It was just, it's just a lifelong, you know, for me and him to do what we did. He was about a 15 handicap. For me and him to finish second in the Pro-Am was an absolute miracle. And we, you know, he's passed on now, but we, him and his wife, we still talk about how, what a miracle it was for us to do so well in the Pro-Am. Amazing. Well, the three courses, Pebble Beach, Golf Links, Spyglass Hill and Monterey Peninsula, they're all relatively short courses. Um, Pebble's just over 6,900. Spyglass is the only one that's over 7,000 yards. And short courses, small greens, those POA greens as well, which we know that putting on POA is a bit of an art form. So immediately you look at guys that are traditionally good at that. But the wind isn't really going to be that much of a factor. I think Saturday it's going to be the windiest and it's only going to be about eight miles per hour. The other day is only about six. So does that mean we are going to see lower scoring this year? It will, it will depend. Yes, we will see some good scoring out there with no wind, of course, but we it'll all have a lot to do with the firmness of the greens at Pebble. I hear the course is in great condition. Um, you know, I was out there maybe the middle of the year and, you know, so many, you know, so many golfers are playing out there dying with COVID. They're all, you know, everyone's trying to get on the course. So Pebble Beach um, is just a magical place. And once, you know, the book on Pebble is, is you get after it for the first six, seven holes. You could be, you've seen guys two, three, four, five under through seven holes. And, and then you kind of have to hold on a little bit through some of the most neg- magnificent stretch of golf eight, nine, 10, up the hill 11, then the hard 12th. And then you turn for home. So depending where the wind is, you play out all the way out to the end of the point, and then you come all the way back, usually back into the wind. But yes, you can score at Pebble, but it's all about positioning yourself 
on the greens because if you get above the hole, over the greens, you can't do anything. So, And these guys, of course, know all this. We have some top players at the top. Can't lays there. He's a Californian expert. Went to UCLA. There's a, you know, Berger plays good here. He's a great striker. So you can think about why he's consistent here. Gets it pin high or hits his irons good enough to spin him to keep him below the hole. Um, there's a handful of guys that yes, in the top tier that are going to be everyone's going to be pointing at. But I'm Diane this week. I'm looking a little bit outside the box this week. Okay, good, because I'm not. I feel like my picks are going to be quite predictable by many. Um, So it's good that you're doing that. And what we're going to do is give you an outright favourite, a one to watch, and then a dark horse. And the dark horse has to be over 100 to 1. And when I looked at my guy this week, I could not believe that he fell into this category. So I'm pretty happy with my picks as I say a little bit predictable in places do you want to go first or do you want me to actually Elk you go first because you beat me you were the only one to beat me on the SG Tour golf gaming app in the big $25 game for the Farmers Insurance Open it was you against me down to the stretch and you just pipped me to it I know I was so happy with myself <laughs> being done. You've been on a roll this year, and for us to pick four players to make the cut just shows that we're looking, doing our homework and we're getting things done here. I'm looking at the top of this board, Diane. you got Cantlay up there, Justin Rose, who had a sort of a bounce-back week. Justin Rose has been so out of form, you know, uh, in his own words, for a long time, like over a year or so, and he said last week he saw some things. Uh, Kevin Kisner, of course, should suit him. Matt Kuchar is a name that um, – Plays well at Pebble Beach. Daniel Berger, of course, defending champ. Zalatoris. You know, when you think about Zalatoris, obviously one of the great strikers of the golf ball, shot seven under on Saturday. And I think I was watching the highlights. It was insane. He missed like two or three or four, two or three foot putts. And you could clearly see, Diane, that when he was putting, that the his stroke had a little loop in it and he was hitting those balls out of the toe. And one of the things that, you know, there's three things that – you have to do well to make putts. The first one, about 70% of a made putt, Diane, you need a 90-degree angle when it hits the ball, 90 degrees to the to the line. That gets you started on line. But the second most important thing in putting, you may not know this, is you need to hit that ball in the center of the club face because if it doesn't, it becomes a miss hit, then it doesn't have the energy to get on the line that you pick and it runs out of steam. We saw this with his putt on 18 in regulation kind of looked pretty good, but ran out of steam right up around the hole. And if you see it in slow-mo, you can see that he hit that ball out of the toe. Anyway, I don't think Will is going to be able to handle this set of greens. He could, but there's another name that I'm looking at that I haven't mentioned already that actually Diane have a house on this golf course and very, very celebrated golfer. This guy, he played so good his whole career in college and has been slow coming out of the gate on the tour, but he's had three second-place finishes, and I'm looking at Maverick McNeely. As I said, he lived on he lives on the golf course. His mum and dad had a house there. I, didn't, I don't think they even let him play the golf course until he turned 18. Had a good week there last year, but 
McNeely is an expert in California, and I'm putting my chips in to Maverick McNeely this week. Okay, I see. Uh, he was uh, yeah heavily in contention last year. He was in contention last week, even before falling away a bit on the Saturday. I'm so confused with what day the golf finished last week. But um, you, I mean, Maverick McNeely is plus 2,500. So a lot of eyes going to be on him. As you say, Cali kids putting on the Poa Greens. He grew up here. But my pick for outright favourite is plus 2,000. He also had a really good week last week. And I thought the farmer's title was going to be his through, what, 15 holes on Saturday. But Jason Day is my outright favourite this week. He finished third at the farmers in the end. But his form around this course in this tournament is just so impressive in his last five appearances at Pebble he hasn't finished outside the top seven so T7 last year finished fourth in 2020 and it's this really kind of rejuvenated Jason Day you know you, you don't want to call it a comeback but we know about all the issues he's had with his back and being in pain and he talks about the fact that really for the first time in a very long time he's playing pretty much pain free so I think Jason Day got a real taste of it last week and I mean former world number one how can you rule him out I think those odds are pretty good for him as well 20 to 1 so he's my outright favorite yeah you got to watch guys like Jason Day you know guys like him that get back into form because he was easy not to pick last year you and I would brush over him and say oh he was injured or he was hooking the ball or whatever he was doing or his putting stats were off or he couldn't cheat whatever but when these guys like a Jason Day, who, as you said, number one in the world before, gets back on, and he, I would think that he would be pretty unhappy with finishing third last week. He had the lead when he hold his second shot at 14, part 15. Then he had a very unlikely shot at 16 to par three, 210-yard hole, and he come up like 30 yards short. He hit it fat. The only way he could do that is he let the release out a little too early and caught it heavy. You know, caught it heavy. Very rare to see that on a guy of that much skill coming down the stretch with a maybe a five iron to miss the green 30 yards short. However, finish up birdie in 18 and finish third. But Jason Day is a great pick, yes. Right, so one to watch. We're looking a little bit further down the list and um, slightly higher odds. Who have you got? Well, I think the happiest guy on the tour, the most, and I told you in pre what I was going to do, and I think I've changed it in midstream here, so this will be good. Um, I think the happiest guy on tour, when I say happy, I mean the most excited, the most energy is a young man from India named Sahith Thigala. Is he from India, Diane? Do I have that correct? Well, I think his heritage is Indian, his parents are. But he is a, he's a Kali boy, born and raised. Yeah, and I watched, how, um, I watched him at Palm Springs uh, two weeks ago, and I saw him in a post-round interview and he was talking about his game and I was looking in the background, there was about 20 or 30 of supporters that were with him. All these, uh, you know, they're all smiling and he went over after the interview and talked to them all and was signing autographs and all that. Then I saw him again last week, the same big group of people following him around. And then I heard through my friend, Stu Redson, who works for Waste Management, that they presented him a sponsor exemption uh, at the Sunday of the Farmers for the Waste Management next week. So, Sahith Fagala is the most sort of energized player out there right now. But there's another guy that has a lot of energy right now. And this is going to be shocking to you that I didn't, shocking not. But my also my close friend, Pat Perez, 
who has changed about 50 things. He's been playing terrible since he left here at the Houston Open, staying at my house. Last week, he jumped into the longest golf course on the PGA Tour. And Pat's one of the shorter players now that he's 45 years old. Finished fifth. Got away from that arm lock putting, went back to his regular style. He's He was working on a longer swing. Now he's got a short swing. I was watching his stats all week, Diane, hitting the ball closest to the flag, almost made about two or three hole-in-ones, hit the flag on one, finish an inch on another hole. Pat's playing really well. And when he gets going, uh, he's won this Pro-Am event with his partner, Michael Lund. And he is, I know, I know what Pat's like. So I just jumped ship, Diane. I gave you that whole spiel on the gala. But I'm going for my old mate, Pat Perez, at 140 to 1, is going to keep it going up on the Monterey Peninsula. He knows that everybody's in sortie, and he knows that he's playing good. And I think he's going to sneak his way around this course, and he's going to be in contention. A, little bit, a lot of people don't realize when Pat Perez was a rookie, he had a three-shot lead on the back nine of this tournament, and he finished up hitting his out-of-bounds on the 14th and then famously broke his club over his leg and then he did it again on 18 and just completely lost his mind. And that actually changed him as a player because he realized if he was going to do that, he couldn't do anything. But here we are another 15, 16 years later. Is it going to be a chance for him at his age with everyone away to be able to sort of work his way into this field. Mm-hmm. Good. I would love to see it. I was so happy for him in that finish at Tory Pines at the weekend. Okay. I was guessing that Pat was going to come up somewhere in your picks. So I'm glad that I was right. Um, my one to watch, another guy that, um, he's just a consistent player. He's just one of those um, veteran names that you look at on the PGA Tour. And you know that, I mean, that he's going to pull out great results, especially on a course like this with Pebble and the other two courses just not being overly long he's plus 5,000 and Kevin Streelman is my one to watch top 14 in his last five appearances in this tournament he finished second in 2020 13th here last year um He's just one of those guys that you can never rule out on courses of this length, you know, not one of the biggest hitters and had a good week at Tory. Okay, he ended up finishing 39th, but he had an ace. So that's always a nice little thing to uh, take into the following week. So I am picking Kevin Streelman as my one to watch. It's a good pick. He falls under the category, the Peter Jacobson, Jack Lemon theory of mine, which he plays with his amateur partner. I think he's won this a couple of times with the, uh, the football player out of Arizona there. Um, so I, I always think of those two guys getting together and having all that energy and how good they feel and how good they played in this tournament. So attitude is everything at Pebble Beach, Diane. Everything. Nothing else matters at Pebble Beach. All right. Well, finally, we move on to our dark horses and the rule is they have to be over 100 to 1. Um, yeah, so I was shocked to see that my guy fell into this category. Uh, do you want me to go first? Yeah, you go. You okay. do your dark horse pick. Okay, well, you mentioned him at the top of the show, actually, which uh, made me go and double check. But he is plus 11,000. Brant Snedeker has won this tournament twice before, in 2013 and in 2015. Okay, he missed the cut last year, but I think that last year was a real anomaly for the former FedEx Cup champion because he just didn't play good golf. He His game is really on the up, and we've seen that so far this season. He finished... T-28 
14 at the American Express. That's been his best result of late. But he is one of the best POA putters. So that's why a course like this or, you know, these three courses with these greens are made for someone like Sneds, especially when that putter gets hot. It's always been such a good part of his game. So I'm looking at him at plus 11,000. Those odds are too good to ignore for Brant Snedeker. Yeah, I always amaze when I watch guys like Snedeker putt at Pebble Beach and Marco Mira was another one. And, you know, I'm reading the putt, you know, a cup out on the right and they're reading it half a cup because they hit it so firm and I, and they're not afraid to hit it two feet by. And, you know, Snedeker's, you know, he's a master at, you know, putting on Poe. He hits the ball firm with his putter. He's, you know, he's very, you know, fast-paced stroke. And, yeah, it's amazing watching those guys putt. I, however, Diane, I'm going to kill you on odds. I've got 350 to one guy. <laughs> I talked at the top about rookies and how they're going to fare, and this is a great week for them. But I'm looking at a young man named Austin Smotherman, and he's from, Calif- he's from California and finished 11th last week on the hardest golf course uh, that probably he's played on in a tour event. I don't know how many events as Mr. Smotherman has played, but he finished minus six and almost had a top 10. So I have to think if I was a rookie on tour, which I think he is, is he? You might have to edit yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, he just said uh, he just graduated from the Corn Ferry Tour. If I was a rookie on tour, Diane, and I went to Torrey Pines and finished. 11th with a six under total and I looked up the board of all those guys and I'm from California I just played the hardest course on the tour and now I'm going to go play an an easier course with a little less pressure for the first three days because I'm going to be with my amateur mate I just can't imagine how he could be more confident unless he won so I'm going for 350 to one Smotherman Diane to make a little run up the board here at Pebble Beach. Okay, uh, that there's definite value in there, definitely. Um, okay, so your picks, your outright favourite is Maverick McNeely, one to watch, Pat Perez, with a sprinkling of Sahith Tagala in there too. And then Austin Smotherman is your dark horse. I'm going for Jason Day as my favourite, Kevin Streelman as my one to watch, and then Brant Snedeker as my dark horse pick. Um, it's a, we, we kind of missed the pro-am element of this tournament last year. And I know we had a pro-am a few weeks ago at the American Express, but it's completely different because we do see really big celeb names in the world of sport and entertainment that come and play. And it's a, a real tradition around such an iconic venue. Yeah, this is the best week of the year for a lot of people. My friend Clay Walker, who uh, is a singer, country western singer, who I helped get into the tournament maybe 15 years ago, did a zigzag across the country to come and spend some time with me on Sunday to, to tune up his game, you know, for, you know, f- to play this week. So we spent together a Sunday on actually on uh, Saturday together here at champions club with uh, Jackie Burke, who was who turned 99. And we got to visit with him after that practice session uh, on a private, you know, birthday party with him was great. We, we talked about Pebble beach cause clay was clay's on his way out there. And, of course, Mr. Burke, you know, was great friends with Crosby and all those guys back in the day. And it's the same tradition. You know, you go out there and you, you know, you bundle up with your clothes and you play these historic courses and you're with some friends. And after golf, you go in and you hear some of this great music. All these musicians are out there. They have 
they have all sorts of events where these guys get up and do little live performances and it's just fantastic. And Clay does a great job of that. He plays with Kelly Craft. Um, this he's been playing with him for a few years. So, you know, it's a big week. And AT&T is a great sponsor. Spiefs out there this week. So Tony Romo's in the box. And Nance lives up just above the lodge. And they'll, it'll be just, I wish I was there is all I can tell you. It was, it was a great time in my life. I think Lisa and I, we spent maybe 30 pebble beaches out there. It was best best week on the West Coast by Mark. Love to hear it. Right, Elk, thank you very much. Then next week, we're going to have lots to talk about because it's another big one in the Waste Management Phoenix Open and we will give you our tour report then. Sports Social Podcast Network.